TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Conservative. What I don't like about Washington is they're very nice to your face and then they take a shiv or a machete and they stab it in your back. I'm a Wall Street guy and I'm more of a front stabbing person and, and I'd rather tell people directly how I feel about this. Nobody talk about politics like don't say anything, you know. A marriage that's been through it all. She has filed for divorce over his naked political ambition. These are the views of a couple in love. A couple with children. A couple with differing opinions and perspectives a couple that survive he's kind of like an impetuous guy in in many ways that's great in some ways it's tough when you're married what leads them back to each other communication conversation and a realistic outlook on the world we live in your hosts anthony and deirdre scaramucci this is mooch and the missus okay so we have some very special guests on mooch and the missus here um it's actually a very personal podcast. I don't know if that's interesting to you guys or not, but we're going to um, introduce you to our friends Alonzo and Rebecca Cahoon, who have helped us um, through our rough patch last year while Anthony and I were at war. She's now really, there's I peace. Mean, she's a, she should have been the communications director. Of the <laughs> so basically, the, Deirdre was trying to divorce my ass. Uh, justifiably, I'm not saying that we were really fighting about a lot of different things, and but we really loved each other. I get blown from the White House. I'm like, okay, I really would want to figure out a way to piece my life back together. My life is going in the wrong direction. I told Alonzo, it was like being George Bailey on the bridge where the car crashes, you bump your head, and you need a guardian angel. You need somebody to help you out. You're in this alternative universe. You know, it's a wonderful life. Everything's going wrong. You're like, my God, if I could just get my life back. And so we met uh, you through the uh, Tony Robbins uh, people. And uh, Tony's actually uh, sort of weirdly uh, one of my friends. I mean, I'm not going to say we're super, super close, but I wrote the introduction of his last book, mm-hmm. um, and uh, he was on my show, Wall Street Week, when I was hosting it. And uh, I called Alonzo from a train station in Milan as I was heading for Bologna to visit my daughter, and I said, I'm in a lot of trouble here. My wife and I love each other. We were on the verge of divorce. I need help in repairing it. So uh, what the Cahoons do is uh, life coaching, among other things. I'll let you guys describe it, but go ahead, Alonzo or Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll Whoever stand. wants to go start, right ahead. kick it <laughs> off. Go ahead. Well, it was a great opportunity to get to meet Anthony and to uh, to really get to see a different side of the world that uh, is not exposed a lot of times. You know, everybody likes to see the great stuff, but nobody really likes to know about the stuff that's not so great. And so uh, meeting somebody that's willing to be completely open and completely honest and raw is very rare, and that's definitely what Anthony is and, and has continued to be through the relationship that we've built with him. And uh, our relationship program which uh, Anthony did, and he did an outstanding job at, was is just showing up and asking yourself, you know, 
who would I need to be to have the amazing woman that I want in my life? And, and Anthony took that very seriously and he took it to heart and he did the steps that it took and he, he practiced the things on himself. And, uh, all the while he was taking those things, he was getting kicked in the nuts on a regular basis. <laughs> um, by me? Not, not just by you, but the world in general. I mean, uh, well, he, yeah, Alonzo had to talk me off the ledge a few times. Like I would hop on there, FaceTime, like I'm going to kill this MF, you know? And he would say, okay, well, stop living in the past, you know, think about everything that's going on today. And he would sort of bring me back to reality and the moment. And it helped us a lot. It probably helped you, saved you from a few swift kit kicks to the crotch. Well, as, as Governor Christie pointed out on our podcast, he said, uh, uh, castration is permanent. Okay. <laughs> we just got to be careful with that. Yeah. We want to go full castration no, because she's got I, a lot of Italian. Yeah, there, so no. Castration no. is permanent. That would hurt you and it would hurt me as well. Right. So yeah. not doing that. But anyway, not to cut you off. No, Keep on going. That's part of the dynamics <clears throat> of, of both of you amazing people is, is that, uh, you know, people love passion. And then they well, want we to... Well, we have chock full. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's no, what we love. Not, Maybe too much. We have no, no shortage of passion. Yeah. Okay, but it comes with high blood pressure. <laughs> but everybody wants to remove it where you don't want it. And the thing is, if you removed it, you'd lose it on the other side. Well, that's right. the thing. Like, we run so hot. There's this pink song. She always says, like, we, we burn so bright we burned out. Like that. That's us. Like we oh, I are. Don't want to do that. No, well, yeah. we're we're not doing that. But we run so hot that sometimes you have to temper it because it's hard to maintain that level of passion and forever. So sometimes you have to like take a minute, breathe, because it's great on the positive side. But when it gets to a disagreement or something, it's not great. Not right. great. You know. Right. Well, so yeah, you have to learn how to have it in your life, but not on the on the flip side where it becomes a negative, you know? Right. Well, it's just appreciating that, you know, passion is just that. It's just energy. And so, you know, when you want to, use it on the positive side. But then when you see it on the negative, don't make us wrong or don't make your spouse or whoever wrong for having it. Just recognizing it's an emotion. You love that in your partner. That's what gets stuff done, mm -hmm. right? But then when it comes to disagreements, it is tapering it back, recognizing this is not the place that we want that passion. Mm -hmm. Let's not use it in this, Redirect. In this moment. Redirect it. Right. Yeah. In this moment, let's use a different skill. So... What is like the number one thing people come to you and say, we need help as a couple with? Because I always try to think like, where did our relationship go wrong? Like what was this, the, the origination or where did it stem from? And I think ours was, a, I think a lot of people would say this, a lack of communication and understanding and some empathy for what the other person was going through or living through at the time. And so you just wound up going like this, you know, two different directions. So what's like the number one thing people come to you and say, can you help me? I'm in a, a bad place with my spouse or whatever it is. Well, the biggest thing that you typically hear is, is uh, I need help. My husband's got a problem or I need help. My wife's like got a problem. Like him on the phone right now. <laughs> and, Texting. And what it, what it really boils down to, if we were really just to be honest, is, is what happens is, is we we enter these magnificent relationships and uh, then we have one. And the thing that takes place is called neglect. Mm -hmm. And we neglect one another. If we look at what we're really great at and how why, much Why, Alonzo? Tell, tell the human behavior. Well, people get complacent. Get and, complacent, right? right? Why? Take why, things though? for granted. What, what, what creates the complacency? Well, there's the law of familiarity that kicks in a lot of times. You know, you're, you're in proximity to someone and you assume that they know. 
also it's that that it's that thought i have a relationship so i no longer have to work at it because i have one but how would that work in your field of expertise in your business yeah you'd fail like in two days Yeah. yeah yeah and so it's that we we stop giving the relationship attention and uh you know it's very simple you know if we were to ask you in your business deals how much patience do you give to the person that you're working with and a typical answer would be, you know, you're very patient. But then you turn that question around and say, okay, so when you walk in and you look at your beautiful wife and you say, how patient are you? Sometimes that can be a real big gut check. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, well, we're two lucky guys because we do have beautiful wives. I mean, you got to be honest. Well, about on that, the right? inside. <laughs> yeah, why not too? On the inside too. <laughs> um, that's. I mean, I'm, I'm getting like me too by my wife right now. Okay? I'm calling my wife hot. She's like, oh, I'm hot on the inside. Okay. I'm going to Joe Biden you in a minute here. Okay. I'm going to start grabbing pieces of you that I'm not supposed to. I'm just to. saying. Jesus. Anyway. Your hair smells great from here, baby. Thanks. Re- Re- Rebecca, tell us though, you're, you're also involved. I mean, you yes. get your uh, program. Um, you know, what I love about you guys, you've had some. Uh, ups and downs as well. And sure. so you're able to totally relate to people and you're not sitting there like, best thing I can say about Alonzo, we don't know each other as well, but I'm sure that you're in the same zip code. There's no sanctimony. Yeah. He doesn't turn to me and judge me and the mistakes that I've made or anything like that. He's like, okay, listen, we all have a uh, pluses and minuses in our lives and we're all prone to doing things that we regret or wish we could do better. And uh, that's what makes the program so successful that's my opinion but go ahead i'm sorry yeah in as far as like my part or yeah tell us tell us you know i think you know going back to deirdre's question you know the thing that i think that i bring and help you know because alonzo typically works with the men and i'll typically work with the women because when you were talking about misunderstanding um i think that that's it's true that there's that's where a lot of the gap is is understanding the different ways between you know, what inspires and motivates men and how they speak and how they think. It's, you know, in this world where we live, there, there's so much focus on how we're all the same. You know, back to our biological core, we think and we look at different things. We had the conversation earlier about how there's just different aspirations or not aspirations, that's not the word or I'm interests, looking for, but different interests, right. correct, right? And so... That guys don't change near as much when they have children as women do. That's, right? that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And so I, I sometimes used to look at him and be like, hello, like we have a person that's in there with a diaper and he's like really needy. And Anthony was like, but it's also because it was his fourth child. But men just don't. They're more like, I got to go out and and like provide for Correct. this child. You know, they it's true. People can knock that all they want and right. say that we're doing, you know, like gender role and it's BS. But it's true. He was like, OK. I, I got to get serious. I, I'm about to have four kids or, or then five kids and I got to like go slay the beast. Right. And I'm like, oh, you know, I got to coddle this baby and I got to hold this baby and, and make sure they're perfect and nothing goes wrong with them. Right. And it's true. It I true. believe that that is true. People would argue with me, but. No, I think it is true. And we see a lot of it in our relationships. So one of the, I'll use an example. One of the things that we see quite often is that dynamic when a couple comes together and they're just totally committed and engaged with one another, and then they decide to have a family. Now, we're not knocking families. We love families. But one of the dynamics that changes is then once the babies are born, a woman's focus tends to go to the kids. That's not wrong. That's by nature, right? But what happens to the husband in that scenario, then all of a sudden he's just saying, 
Suddenly, I'm not I'm not the attention anymore. Aww. So they go. And I'm not even on the list. I might make it right below <laughs> toilet paper. <laughs> that's what well, my husband used to say. Paper. I mean, exactly. they need toilet paper. But that's what he used to say to me. He and, and back in those days when I wasn't listening, you know, he would say, "I feel like I'm way down here." And you know, I I just I justified it because I said, "Well, my attention's supposed to be with the babies." But that's just a dynamic that goes on. And so then they typically, you know, what we see is they'll dive themselves into work. And then what happens? She doesn't feel as important because now he's engaged with what he's doing. And so there's just this dynamic that Alonzo was talking about with just it's it's neglect, you know, okay. oftentimes. See, this is where this quad that we have going on here is interesting because fortunately we both get to work with our spouses. And I think that it helps. So before we had kids, we worked together. And so every day for 12 hours we knew what the other person was doing, not to be like stalkerazzi I'm saying we just understood the pressures and the challenges of the day um and of the business that we were in together so I couldn't ever be mad at him because I already knew what he was going through and he knew what I was going through so we were in it together right but you know once I started with our children and I'm home it get, it's different it's a different vibe but now that you know we have them and we went through what we went through we decided that it's good to, what I think a lot of women struggle with is they have this guilt, like they need to only focus on the children so they neglect the husband or whoever it is. But I think for me, it works that like a few days a week, we do this podcast, I go into the city, we have dinners together or we'll travel. Like we'll take weekends for just the two of us that isn't work related or it is and we like spin some fun into it. So we spend time to be together as yes. a couple and a family and as business partners. And I feel like it really helps us because we're kind of like meshing all of those things. And so you have a better understanding of what the person is going through daily. Right. And um, that's the thing. When you don't consider the other person's pressures or stresses, like he probably thinks when I'm home with them, it's like fun and we're baking cookies and stuff. But, you know, <laughs> they're like throwing stuff at me and saying I'm the worst mom and they hate me and or whatever it is that day. And it's it's not that easy, you right. know. So right. when you when you have an an understanding of the person's daily goings on, it's it's better. So I would encourage if someone asked me, I would encourage people to try to do something with their spouse. Absolutely, that is good for both of them, where they spend time and they have like a common interest. You have to have a common interest. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Yeah, we take that just one step further as well, is is that to remember, you're more than a mom. You're more than a wife. You're more than a business partner. You happen to be a human being. Mm -hmm. And so for me and Rebecca, we specifically, we call each other by name during specific times because it's important to remember to keep those sides alive. That's so interesting. Like, so you don't say like babe or hunt, you say like Rebecca. Yeah, because right. I, I want to remember that. The person that I fell in love with, the you one that- when I say Deirdre. Well, because then I know you're mad at me. You know, it's like your parents, <laughs> when they say your full name, you know you're in trouble. When he says Deirdre, I'm like, oh, God. 
Oh well, God, it's, it's just the it's, meaning. It's got to yeah. be the the meaning's got to be behind it. But just have to remember that you know you are much more than a mother. You are much more than a wife, and you are more than a business partner. There's some playful sides of you that you put away that you don't utilize. It's like masks. Yeah. You wear different masks. <clears throat> you know, yes. different roles. Yeah. So when you get that out, Can we talk uh, about sex at some point. Well, that is a I mean, huge part of a relationship because like, if you're not having sex, you're just friends. <laughs> and that's where that side of uh, most people is. is Alonzo is, and I have thought about sex the last, I would say in the last 15 minutes, 456 times each. What, are you slacking? Yeah, I'm slacking. I'm slacking. Yeah, come on, pick up the pace. Alonzo's at 650. I'm at like 325 because I didn't sleep Average last of 456. night. Average of 456. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Had you danced a little more yeah, last yeah, night, yeah. you know. Oh, my. Yeah, maybe, yeah. I was dancing. <laughs> I need two hip surgeries on Monday, but it's fine. <laughs> but, but I mean, I, I'm just, I know I'm interrupted, but I just think that like the other thing that you taught me mm-hmm. right, that I knew intuitively, but like you really emphasized to me is that, you know, you love your wife and you're both sexual and you have to be sexual with each other in a way where people well, the know Christian that they, conservative just tuned yeah, out of our they know, they know they know that you love each other mm-hmm. well look i mean i don't know if monogamous sex that's supposedly good for christian conservatives mm-hmm. i would think mm-hmm. you know what i mean so I, I don't i don't understand why we have it shouldn't be so taboo we've made it right? taboo mm-hmm. we've made it taboo to talk about it we've made it taboo to apparently do it but the cool thing is is i you know i probably shouldn't even say this but i love having sex with my wife i mean she's <laughs> That's a good thing. That makes me so happy. But I'm I'm just saying that uh, I think it's important. One of the elements of your program, looking over at Alonzo and Rebecca right now, is that you you make people more comfortable with who they actually really are. Okay. And so, by the way, I'm going to recommend a book to you, which I think you would really like, because when I was reading the book, I was thinking of you. Now talking to Alonzo. And recommend obviously everybody out there is a Robert Greene's book on the laws of human nature. So he's mm. written a book on the laws of subduction, laws of power, but his most recent book is on the laws of human nature. And what he's trying to describe in the book is that look, you know, you have feminine parts of your personality if you're a man. Mm-hmm. I obviously do. Look at my skin product addiction. Um, <laughs> and then you have you have masculine aspects, and we mm-hmm. both do. We have to be Correct. comfortable with both. But, he, but when I was reading it, Alonzo, I was thinking about your program. And because it, your, your, your message to me, which really did resonate with me, be comfortable with being yourself, but also it's okay to communicate with your wife what that is. Your frailties, things you're worrying about, uh, things you love, and, be, you know, and, and don't allow that passion. Mm-hmm. Only, I'm not supposed to be passionate in this moment. Let me see if I can cut it back. Right, Absolutely. So that's enough of me talking about sex. Rebecca, what do you think about sex? Go ahead. That wasn't about sex. That was make you guys laugh. Oh my goodness. I don't know that you want me to start on You guys honestly, have been at the salt because... conference a couple days. I play for laughs. Okay. Come on. So, I think Alonzo knew for that. For those of you that cannot see us, Rebecca is about as red as the tablecloth right now. No, that's just through reflection. It's looking good though. Don't worry. It's good, no, looking good. You, you that know, is not a that is not a spray tan like Deirdre and I have on. That is like Rouge. Well, one of the things, you know, speaking about sex, since we're here and we're talking about it, that I wish more women understood is just the biological differences between men and women. And it's funny, you know, he brings it up and says, hey, are we going to talk about this? Because, you know, science proves that, you know, men think about sex, you know, a hell of a lot lot more, right? We're already up to a thousand each right now. Okay. (laughs) A couple more minutes have gone by. They just slapped "Hmm." five. Right. But the the truth is, is biologically they're hardwired that way. And I think that men kind of get a bad rap 
crap because it's not, you know, getting mad at a man for thinking about sex. It's kind of like getting mad at a woman for having a period. It's just the way that they're built. And so... See, but I, I love the fact that they think about it. I just only want it to be related to me. Well, like, right? That's all I ask. I just don't want... <laughs> like, I think women, and I could be wrong, and I'm overgeneralizing, but women think about it pertaining to one specific person. Correct. Like, people always ask me, who do you love in Hollywood? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, uh, I don't Channing, care. Channing Scrooge. No, no. Maybe <laughs> I mean, after I, mean, I s- no. She calls him Channing Tatum, but I have to defile his name because I'm slightly jealous. No, I after I saw A Star is Born, maybe Bradley Cooper. Okay. <laughs> but um, I never I think come up about with a bad that. nickname for him now. Okay, keep thinking Channing about Channing Cooper, yeah, Bradley some, Cooper, yeah. Poop Shooter. <laughs> okay, so. Um, Nobody's safe. Off track. <laughs> okay, here I am. So Bradley Diarrhea Pooper. I think. Okay. okay anyway, so I'm all not. I think is what I'm thinking about women because I can, as I relate it to myself. I love that men think about sex. I just think that it would be great if they could like narrow it down to one person. Well, you and, know, and I think that they do. Uh, you know, I think that especially because it's not that simple. It's not just like we're not just you know biological animals and and ver- versus the human spirit. We're both, and so you know, um, statistics find facts find that men are actually a lot more loyal than women are. Um, when they find the woman that they love, and and all of their needs are being met. You know, when we talk about sex, there's a lot of, you know, it, it's again going back to men getting a bad getting a bad rap for wanting sex. When women understand that that's just part of their makeup, and it's something that needs to be met. Mm-hmm. You know, and so their needs become our needs, and we are connected in that way. And we make sure it's just like you know the things that are important to us. You know, we want them to care about what's important to us. So we want to care about what's important to them. If that's something that biologically that they need. Then you know we should. You got to get on part- it. We got to be participants <laughs> in that, right? Yep. But but they do. Once you know, you'll notice that men are very very much creatures of habit. They like the same things a lot. Now I'm not generalizing. Not all men, but a lot of times they'll do things the same way. They like the same things. They like the same cars, right? And so when they find the woman that they've dedicated their life to, you know, as long as they're happy, they're feeling respected, they're feeling appreciated, you know, they're happy guys. I agree. And that's the big thing, you know, is if we could understand that, you know, there's there's three basic animalistic needs for a male. And I'm going to list them in order, and they are in order, is, is number one is appreciation. And the thing is, is that there isn't a male on the planet that didn't come through a female, and he learned appreciation from his mom because moms are the ones that taught us that. And so every male is driven more off of appreciation than they are off of sex. And the reason we exert energy is because of that. We also have a need for respect. Respect in our own area. You know, you see any man walks into a room, he figures out really quickly where he is in the pack and where he sets up. And then there is the need for sex. Testosterone is running through a man on a regular basis. His uh, glands in his brain that tell us to do that is uh, 2.5% 2. 5 bigger, times bigger than a female. In a woman's brain or in a man's if brain. If those things are present, what happens is, is it releases what's called the human side of us. And a man will become very present and very consistent. If a man is present and consistent, he meets the number one need for a female, which is safety. Because if he's present and consistent, she knows he's present with her and so consistent. There'll, there'll be some feminists that are listening in and saying, what the <laughs> hell are you talking about, safety? You know, you know what I'm saying? I mean, so... No, he's right. But it doesn't, right. it doesn't have right. to. to that? It doesn't, You're totally right. It doesn't I'm have totally to be. Right, totally or right. Alonzo's sort of right. No, you are totally right. No, I want right. Alonzo to respond to that. So, so, like, I don't need someone to make me feel safe. Tony, Tony Robbins says that. Sure, you know, absolutely. Apparently, that's very politically incorrect to say it, and it gets everybody nuts. So go ahead. How would you respond to the feminazi that's here 
that's bat, you know, batting you around. And I would, I would tell her that the, I the really talent. appreciate that she has a different point of view. And that's part of the beauty that women bring is that they have a different point of view. I'm not here to make one right or one wrong. I'm just saying if you really looked and you checked the core and you watched kids on a playground and you looked at us, we're all born as animals first. When you came out, you weren't this human creature that you grow into. You weren't constructed. As far as human spirit You know, goes. all of this mm-hmm. stuff wasn't there. You were an animal, and there were basic needs. These are basics. They're there for everybody. Even a female that's fighting for equality has got the need to feel safe. The reason she's fighting is to create safety for herself. And so if you understood that the feminine um, has a need for safety, has a need to know that she's captivating, that, that means that she wants to feel the, like she's the only one. She mm-hmm. wants to know exactly. that the man mm-hmm. that's interested in her is going to be there for the long haul because one of the things that happens for a woman, most women, is is they have this internal battle. You know, you, you hear people talk about all of the the magazines with airbrushed girls and all that other stuff. Those things wouldn't hold the candle to the woman that the woman compares herself to in her mind. So, so babe, <laughs> we just lost the equal opportunity uh, ERA amendment sponsorship. We just lost that sponsorship, and okay. probably you know we just but, have but, to keep it real. But, well, but, but 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 you know what I love about that, and this is another thing I would say about you guys, and this is what I would also say to people listening: if you needed the Cajuns' help. Uh, be open-minded, because I will tell you something, uh, you're talking about things that are real and are open, and we are different, and that's one of Tony's things, okay? Men are different than women. I, you, if you're going to try to homogenize us and pretend that we're the same, I'm all for equal rights. Right. I'm all for equal pay. Absolutely. I'm all for equal expression and equal opportunity, and I want my daughter in a safe space, trust me, okay? And I want my wife... And Rebecca, I would like you in a safe space. But what I don't want to do is derelict 50 million years of evolutionary history and pretend that it didn't happen a certain way. Right. Yeah, I think that if you really, if you finish that, what happens is is so women want to be safe, women want to be seen, and women want to be heard. And and the problem for men is is we think, okay, so she's talking. I hear the words she's saying, so I'm good. Uh, Wrong. (laughs) Dead wrong. Uh, No. (laughs) A woman doesn't doesn't speak because she wants you to hear the words. A woman speaks because she wants you to hear how she feels. And so when men stop and go, wait a minute, there's a feeling that's behind this, we don't typically look for that. What we look for is the same things that we look for in society is, is, okay, so what's your point? Right. And what's the solution here? (laughs) Right. You guys uh, are a lot more cut and dry. Yeah. And if you're you're a guy and you pull that on the, the woman that's in your life, especially if she's got a strong feminine presence, like these two amazing ladies in front of us, What'll end up mm-hmm. happening is is uh, she's going to get very angry that you're attempting to solve something. She's not asking you to solve. She's asking you to understand. If if the men on this planet would understand that the reason that there are so many feminists, the reason women are standing up and fighting for equality is because we have lacked in doing our job. We have not said, wait a minute, instead of fighting with women, why would they act this way? They're acting this way because they're giving us signals that we haven't been doing our job. If there's a woman in the proximity of you or if she's in the workplace or wherever it is and she isn't being treated fair, there ain't a man on the planet that doesn't know it. And if we would just start stepping up and doing what we were designed to do and saying, hey, that's not right. If if you're going to have her do that, you take care of her the same. If you're going to have her in this workspace, you treat her with respect. If men would start doing that, we would be treated differently. Mm-hmm. Because 
When all of those basic animalistic needs for a female are met, what ends up happening is, is a woman becomes very nurturing, so, and the part you're really going to like here, Anthony, is they become very expansive. They, <laughs> Which means more sex is what he's getting yeah. to. <laughs> a, a man likes it that women make things expand. And so, These two are like communicating with politicians. <laughs> you and I are talking about like, you know, sex, sex, I want your sex. Do, do, like do. George no, Michael? So let, so let me ask you Which this. Which is right? interesting. So let's go around the table because we're going to have to obviously wrap it up. So... Um, I want you to share with our listeners uh, uh, three quick things that you think about as it relates to relationship, you know, growing your relationship, improving your relationship. So for me, communication, empathy, I think is a very big thing for, for, for a relationship. And the last thing is, uh, is like understanding. Sex. Well, yeah, of course. Well, th- remember, <laughs> sex is on top of the whole thing. But, uh, but I'm talking about also understanding each other's frailty. It's what you talked about being mm-hmm. a human being first. Like, mm-hmm. like, you know, we're both human beings. And so I'm going to make mm-hmm. mistakes or I'm going to have a frail moment or something. And just to, like, love each other despite all that. Those are mine. Go ahead. Well, I mean, you pretty much said everything that I think. But um, someone said to me the other day, because I said to them that I love Anthony unconditionally. Mm. And they said, that doesn't exist. Mm. And I said, no, I think it does. But um, so... Uncont- well, he took me back, so I'm, I'm more or less believing that. Yeah, but so for me, unconditional love is important. That comes through the presupposition that she ever left. I don't think she did. Oh, no, 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 okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was always there. Okay, I get but that. I get unconditional that. I take, love. I, that, that's good phraseology, okay, but you got my point too. Yes, you know what absolutely. I mean? yes. For me is important because I think if you're going to be in it, just like when you decided, if you decided to have a child, you don't do that with a, with conditions in mind. So... For me, it's unconditional love is really important. Right. And, we'll and you're, you're 100% correct. A lot of people feel like it's dependent on the other person's behaviors. But true love is my choice. You know, I can choose to love Alonzo regardless of what he does. He doesn't get to control who I choose to love, right? And mm-hmm. so when you love that way, loving the human being, loving the, and knowing that we're going to make mistakes and choosing to love because it's my choice, that is unconditional love, mm-hmm. right? And so, because it's me making that, I'm all in. You know, we use the, that phrase that, you know, um, was one of the things that Alonzo said to his client, a different client was, um, you know, have you ever been all in before? into anything, you know, where it's just like, I'm, we're, I'm going to find a way to make this work or I'm gone. You mm-hmm. know, I'm just, I'm, uh, that's how much dedication we have. So to your point. All in is good. All I like in. that. Yeah. And so, um, I guess the thing that I would say, I mean, there's so many, but one of the things that I think is, is my favorite is being your partner's biggest fan. You know, I just, I want to be there and encourage him and, and let him know that I think he's amazing because he is amazing. And, um, you know, because that, if you're their biggest fan, then that automatically presupposes that you're going to be paying attention, which, you know, we, it's, we've been including in, in this conversation is that you've got to put time, energy, and focus into your relationship. It's one of the most important things. It is. Absolutely. Now put a little Very bow well on said. this. Put a bow yeah. on it. <laughs> put a bow on it and then tell everybody how they can find you if they would like to find you and talk with you guys, uh, one or both or together or anything. So let us know. Put your little nice wrapping on it. Do let that us first, know. though. Yeah. Well, how, okay. do, how do we find you? I, I would say unconditional love is a very spectacular word and thing. And I would say you can't give what you don't have away. Love yourself. When you perfect yourself, when you become the person that deserves the type of relationship that you're looking for, that relationship will be there. 
because when you do that, you melt the other person and they become your biggest fan. And unconditional love is definitely, definitely available. And it all it. comes from the inside. How do, you, how do we find you? CreatingSpectacular.com. Yeah. Creating spectacular. Cre- com. Creating spectacular. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's a great spectacular. name. Creating okay. yeah. Hey guys, we'd love to have you on our podcast, but we love more important than that having you in our lives. Thanks, and, guys. And uh, I want to personally thank you for helping out the Scaramucci's because it's uh, it's great for us, it's great for our children and, and our family, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's great for every other component of life. Yeah, well, you guys are so great people. I very, echo that. very, very, very grateful to you guys for being I'd, a part I'd like of to, our family story. I'd like to say a couple of things. Um, Number one is his examples are rare. Um, had the opportunity to listen to Mr. Fisher, you know, and he talked about something that you don't hear about very often, and, and you're a great example of this, Anthony and Deidre, is, is that he said, you know, it's, it's not the government's job, it's my job to step up and say, what can I do? And you two set an example of, look, relationships aren't throwawayable. Not disposable. They, they're, not disposable. They, they, they're hard. And they got they got opportunities, and you guys are the ones that stepped up and set the example of what it's like to fight for something. And right, so, so, really, I, I, I love you. Sorry, Go ahead. really wanted to to point that out that you guys are being an example. You're being leaders in that, and uh, thank you. Truly, truly humble. Well, I was Thanks. cutting you off because I was going back up the room to have sex with you. <laughs> That's why I was cutting you off. So, but it's fine. You can keep talking because you know well, we as you're talking, you I'm getting hornier, so it's totally fine. Oh God. Right, so, yeah. There, there's a cold pool that you're going to be jumping into. So. <laughs> Thanks for having Thank us. You. Thank you God guys for coming you. on. And good Bye-bye. luck with Creating Spectacular. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my word. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.